Hey guys, it's Burt Kreischer, stand-up comedian on his way to Detroit, Buffalo, Chicago this weekend. Nate Bargassi, Salvacano, myself, Kyle Kinane. This show is called Open Tabs. We're going to start with porn today, I think, because uh, I don't want to open the tab yet because one, there's I'm, it might be the greatest porn title I've ever come across. I would say I'm an aficionado of porn. We should start there. I'm not an aficionado of porn. This is not a porn podcast. It is sometimes. Um... I am a stand-up comedian. You know who the fuck I am. Hey, shout out to my buddy, uh, my buddy Ned, who runs the app Laughable. Check it out, Laughable. You can go on and get tickets for upcoming shows, and you can buy merch on the app. I know he's got a Laughable show in New York. I think Nikki Glazer and Greg Fitzsimmons are on it. Um, Gary Goldman's on it. Check out Laughable. It's in the app store. It's the number one podcasting app. Thought I'd throw that in for Ned. I don't do ads on this podcast. That's not an ad. I'm a vested shareholder in that company. <laughs> this is going to be a quick one today because I have to fly to Buffalo. And then I'm going to Chicago. Then I'm going to Detroit. Uh, I came across this past weekend. If you don't know what the show is, I basically open up tabs on my browser, uh, on my Safari, although that could change if someone wants to sponsor this podcast. Um, I open up tabs on my browser and then I... Leave them open. And then this, on Wednesday morning, me and uh, Halston. And by the way, we want to take this to the next level. We were talking about this. We're trying to get this to the next level. Get the audio better. Get the, get maybe like a, like a, we want to do live Facebook Live. That's our next week. Next week, let's put a challenge on ourselves. By next week, we're going to be on Facebook Live. That's probably a bad idea considering I'm gone for two weeks. Yeah, let's say, let's give it a month. <laughs> okay. All right. In a month. Month, we're going to be doing Facebook Lives Wednesday mornings. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then I can drink if I want to. 8 a.m. porn and drinking. Ooh. Speaking of porn, maybe the greatest title I've ever come across. Ready? I'm thumbing through. Now, if you don't know, I, I've, I have watched a lot of porn, and I, I, I often say my governor's broken. Though I've found so much fucked up shit that, I, that now it really takes something authentic, really authentic. Like That's why I liked back, backdoor casting couches, backroom casting couches. Oh, my, I apologize if these arms are way too distracting for this podcast. Oh, what's up, Pat McAfee? Shit, it's about explosivity. Explosivity. Fucking shit. Anyway. I came across quicksand porn, and uh, that was it was interesting. It it was fascinating because you figured out why it would turn people on because it's based off where you found your sexuality, and a lot of us found our sexuality if you're in your 40s uh, when the damsel in the movie. That's the most the closest we ever got to porn was when the damsel got caught in quicksand or got tied up. That's why BDSM is such a big culture with older people and younger kids are like, what the fuck? Because they didn't. That wasn't their Wonder Woman wasn't tied up every episode. It was so fucking hot. Wonder Woman would get tied up and she'd be like. I, I can't break these. You're fucking Wonder Woman. I can't break these. Oh, how did you? Is this a, a microfiber? Anyway, Not quick Sam porn. Depot rope. What's that? Not that <laughs> Home Depot rope. Uh, microfiber. No, uh, quick Sam porn. Uh, down blousing. I talked about down blousing. If you don't you know what down blousing is, I think so. Yeah. Down blousing is maybe the most disturbing thing I've ever seen, considering it's just a woman in a loose fitting top. Uh, no bra, just cleaning a toilet. And she's talking to the camera about meaningless bullshit. I will be accepting down blousing videos. If you and your wife want to put a down blousing video where you do my door dates, <laughs> I will play it on open tabs. 
By the way, your wife's got to be hot. Like, <laughs> just saying that right now. Don't don't throw up some fucking sixes. I got a six in the living room in there. I want some fucking tens. Down blousing videos, promoting whatever you. We got to promote me too. Oh, that's my fucking. That's how I'm gonna promote my tour. My next tour is just down blousing videos. They're fucking fascinating because maybe you see a little bit of. of oh fuck! My manager's calling. Hey Jude, I'm doing a open tabs podcast right now. Okay, can you call me back? Yeah, I'll call you. I'll call you back. Okay. All right. Bye. bye. So, down blousing videos. Anyway, the other day I'm I'm looking for a porn that that uh, will interest me, and the title is Rhonda from the Bar. That's it. Now don't pull up my screen yet, okay? Because I'm gonna describe what this is, but it's the realest fucking porn I've ever seen in my life. Do not bring up my screen because there's not one part of this that is uh, Jada Pinkett. But what? No, hold on one second. No, Jada Pinkett. Everyone, if you don't know, you should know. I have a hard time with. I have a low self esteem, um, and uh, I have a horrible low self esteem. I, I don't know how to fix it. I it's fine, but I think that's what makes me work harder. I don't believe in hard work, but uh, I think that makes me like. But I'm always looking for tricks to like increase your self esteem. If anyone has a trick to increase your self esteem, like just to wake up and be like. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm a, I'm a murderer. Like, I, I killed it. By the way, you would never know that I have low self-esteem. But, like, I do. I just do. I just do. Right? Jada Pinkett, the title is, One Thing Jada Pinkett Does Every Day to Boost Her Self-Esteem. And I'm like, fuck yes. This is going to be... Jada Pinkett's lived an amazing life. A fucking memorable life. A notable life. If, she, if this is her thing, then fuck. I'm doing it. Even if it's like, kiss a black dude. I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, and it, her trick was just remind myself of all the stuff I've been through. How, how did that work for you? I, I was like, I've been through. Nah, fuck, whatever. I, I got white privilege in my corner. I've never been through shit. You've also done everything. Yeah. It's the Travel Channel. Um, <laughs> fucking this family. Oh, my God. So, wait. There's three porns I want to talk about, okay? There's three porns. Do not pull up my screen, okay? Yeah, I'm going to get out of this. This is, we're going to just listen to audio. I think we can listen to audio. This is titled Rhonda from the Bar. By the way, the thumbnail is her eating a man's asshole. (laughs) And the guy does not, he does not have a sizable piece. Okay. His junk is maybe, you need to Google it yourself and then watch it along with me. This is a porn companion. Google Rhonda (laughs) from the Bar. Google Rhonda from the Bar. Okay. And we'll start and get get it up on your browser. (laughs) Rhonda from the bar. Midwest, Midwestfreaks.com, I think it's, it's on Pornhub. It's on Pornhub. One, two, three. We're starting Rhonda from the bar. Okay. Midwestfreaks.com. That's the site that does this. We got to keep this to an hour. I have to get on a flight. Okay. It's, it starts. <laughs> she's wearing a giant jersey. <laughs> a fucking, like... I, the backstory. Here's why this porn is brilliant. The backstory that goes into my brain. It's all about layering. If you can lay, by the way, I pause, I pause the porn. If you can layer a porn, if you can just put like a backstory where like, whoa, 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 wait, what happened before this? I don't need to see the plumber walk in, knock, knock, hurry up a leaky pipe. Uh, are these, did you order these uh, pizzas? I don't need that. What I need is this. Rhonda, and clearly she's Rhonda. 
The name reeks of a woman who works in an oyster bar, oyster bar in Jersey. Okay, uh, it's one of those bars where like every all the locals come, and then immediately, I believe this porn's happening on a Sunday evening because Rhonda is in a Giants jersey, and so now I got the story that she's the wait or the bartender, right? Oh, it's Rhonda from the bar, you know? It's Rhonda from the bar. Uh-huh. She's in a Giants jersey. Her shoes match her jersey, so she's not a total mess. She's about forty. Five, but she looks 55. So she's had a rough life. She definitely smokes. You will find in this porn, she has five tattoos. One on her back, one on her leg, one on her arm, and one on her fucking face. Who gets their fifth <laughs> tattoo on their face when you go, eh, and a little cross right under my eye? Rhonda's got some stories. Rhonda has lived the life. By the way, no lie. I will have Rhonda on my podcast. I will have Rhonda on my podcast. I'm not going to fly her here, but I'll go to where she is, and I will do a live podcast with Rhonda. We will... We'll, we'll do a live podcast in Jersey. I guarantee you she's from... Oh, I guess not. It's Midwest Freaks. A porn companion with Rhonda. Dude. <laughs> I just... She's giving a solid blowjob. This guy shaved all his proobs off. You're like, this guy, part, partly, part of you is like... Like, by the way, it's not a hot porn. It's just one, the one that's fascinating. So all I say is I implore you to watch it. Rhonda from the bar. It's great. Uh... <laughs> It's not sexy. There's, it's almost like watching your parents fuck. Like it's not, at no point are you going to be like, oh, this is what turns me on. It just is real. That's what I'm looking for, porn people. Just realness. The kind of realness that they used to find in the real world and road rules. You know what I'm talking about, Christina Pashinsky. All right, let's get out of Rhonda for the bar and go to the next porn. Really, by the way, hold on. There's just three porns I wanted to talk about. And then we're going to get into regular stuff. Uh, we got the Psycho Family from YouTube. We've got Jesus Amiro left, Showtime, left uh, Vice going to Showtime. I'm Chris Hardwick. We want to talk about Chris Hardwick because we stepped in a bag of shit yesterday with my wife who is fucking very opinionated. And I might bring in here to, to finish this. This porn is called Tinder Date Idea. Okay? You guys are on Tinder. This is going to be accessible for you guys. <laughs> Tinder Date Idea. So, okay, Freddie, I plant the seed. You're on Tinder. You're looking for ideas what to do on a first date. Tinder Date Idea. Fucker asshole on a mountaintop. Hmm. Okay, now you have me at mountaintop because I'm an adventurer. I like it. I'm going to show you. Now we can pull up my screen. Okay? You have me at fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know if you can pull my screen. I, I don't know. Okay, I'll pull my screen out. up. Yeah, figure it out. But I'm going to start it, and then I just want to tell you what I. I'll start it, show you what I saw, and then we'll talk about it for a second. <laughs> I don't need the volume up. The perfect couple. Subscribe for more. Okay, by the way, we're going to stop right there. Oh, DK, don't pull up my screen. Don't pull up my screen. No. <laughs> uh, who the fuck uh, sub- has a Pornhub account? Who's like, oh, before I go jack off fervously, like while I'm like, you don't, no one looks at Pornhub like, oh, right, let me sign up for an account. Log in a picture of myself. I want to be able to share these on Facebook. Aren't there websites that are like, expensive kind of like 50 bucks a month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would much go rather go to Brazzers and start an account at Brazzers. By the way, Brazzers, if you want to sponsor this podcast, I will do one Brazzers video a week. If you want to come to me and show me the ones that you're proud of, I'll then review them. That's not a bad idea. Porn reviews. Now this is okay, now you can show my screen. Okay? Girl on the mountaintop. Now look at her shoes. This woman does a lot of hiking. This woman does a lot. Let's get the, the thing on. Look at her shoes. You can see that she pronates, okay? The outside of her tread of her shoe is, and she's rubbing her butt. Now, he's rubbing her butt. 
and clearly they're on a mountaintop. I think they're in Europe. I'm almost certain. I think we can show this. Yup, she shops at Victoria's Secret. Maybe they're in the States. Let me rephrase that. They're in the States. She, okay, we're gonna, that's getting creepy. I'm just gonna cut out of this. I just wanna give you a frame of reference for what we're watching, okay? She pronates, she hikes a lot. Those are treads on her shoes that are worn. What's pronate? Pronate means when you're, oh, yeah, I think we're safe. Let's get her over here just while we talk about it. It means when you walk on the outsides of your heels. Mm, Okay. They go to the mountaintop. And he fucks her in the ass. That's the, that's the log line. They have anal sex on top of a mountaintop. By the way, he shoots it pretty awesome. And, and she is on the edge of a mountaintop. She is on the edge. like, And they are, I'm going to guess, at like 5,000 feet, 7,000 feet. They're, they're not 7,000. They're probably too high. But yeah, they're probably 7,000 feet. And he's showing the vista about how, like he's fucking her in the ass, but he's showing the vista of how beautiful it is. Oh my God, this is gorgeous. And all I could think was, she has to walk down. Like she just got fucked in the ass and she, and then I was like, fuck the walk down. Imagine how hard the walk up would have been knowing I'm getting fucked in the ass. <laughs> I gotta get fucked in the ass. And then I got to walk down. Like I've never been fucked in the ass, but I can't imagine a sturdy hike is what I want right after it. I think a nap and maybe a shower, shower, nap, bowl of cereal, and fight club like I, i'm not i'm not i don't know what my regiment of do, great hashtag uh 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 fun to do ass after an ass fucking and then we'll all put in we'll all join in uh, not a hike not a hike and then i thought that hike this is this is a champion this is a woman who is selfless more women should follow her lead this is a woman who clearly is in a troubled relationship and is just trying to save it. And the guy, you know, the guy's just a total dude. Oh, I got a great idea. How about, how about, uh, we shoot a porn? And she's like, okay, I don't, I don't, all right. All right. I want to do it on top of a mountaintop? Sure. I want to go, well, I got 7,000 feet. I fuck you in the ass. We'll film it. I'll like, it'll be badass. And then we'll hike down. She's like, oh, great. Sounds like a lot of heavy lifting on my end. <laughs> Seems like you get just to fuck me in the ass and hike. I get fucked in the ass and then I got to hike. I would... Hats off to this woman. Hats off to this woman. Let's, and then this woman, Lena Paul. By the way, you're gonna have to cut in and out of this because yeah. there's parts. Lena Paul fucks a fan. I thought, I, I like those videos. I like those videos sometimes because it's like you bring in this guy that is like, I'm a big fan. And you can tell he's like a nerd guy. And then you see a porn star work him. I've seen some of those where I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I'm like, how's the guy lasting so long? Like if, if I fucked a porn star, no lie, I'd be done in a matter of seconds. I'd be done so quick. I probably wouldn't need to con- get work on him because it's like the five second rule. When you drop it and you put it in your mouth, you're like, it went on the ground long enough to get germs. My dick wouldn't be long, in her long enough to get any venereal diseases. Lena fucks a fan, okay? And go back to my thing right now. That's Lena. Let me warm you up. Let me warm you up. Let's cut to the fan. That's the fan right there, by the way. By the way, you can't show any of this. There's a guy's dick on the side. I cut all that stuff out. Okay. She fucks a legit fan. She takes a fucking house fan and fucks it in her bed. (laughs) She fucks a fan. She fucks a legit house fan. Not even a clean one. A white house fan. Like, I've been hot in New York before. Never once have I been so hot where I was like, I'm going to fuck the fan. I'm going to get even. Okay. Let's get out of porn. Does it oscillate? Lena Paul fucks a fan. Enjoy that. Go watch that. 
Uh, I watched this. I got stuck on this. Psycho Kid Ruins fa- Thanksgiving. Have you ever seen the Psycho Family? Mm-mm. Psycho Family is like the kid whose mom takes away his Xbox and he loses his fucking mind. Oh, I hate that. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, this is the kid. It's just a home video. We do it all the time. It's fine. Mom, mom, it, 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 we're going to look back on this and we're going to enjoy it, laugh and everything. It's, it's fine. Bless the food that's in front of us. Thank you, dear Lord, for all the family that is around the table. They're arguing about saying the prayer, okay? Now, this kid's a gamer. And he's, you might recognize him from losing his shit in previous videos. His brother f- films it. Please, I emphasize, please find Jesse a job come Monday morning. Amen. By the way, don't start yelling at your camera right now. Real funny, Dad. Made me look like a stupid idiot in front of the whole family. It wasn't funny. You do this all the time. Sarcasm makes me look stupid. Jess, all we want is a job. That's all we need from you. And it worked for you. That's not a job. That's not good enough. Yeah, that's good enough. That's plenty good enough. Could you just just say something that you're thankful for? It's Thanksgiving. I'm not playing his game. Why are you taking this? It's Thanksgiving, clearly. And they're having Thanksgiving dinner, and the dad's picking on the, the nerd son. Which, by the way, I'm almost certain, I've watched enough of these videos, almost certain uh, registers on the autism scale. So part of me felt guilty watching this, going, I'm watching an autistic kid lose his fucking mind. And no, then, you're watching an autistic kid make tons of money on YouTube and set it up yes. with his family. Yes, hold on, yes. That's what we're getting to. Have you, do you know this? Yeah, I know who this is. Oh, then let's get the fuck out of here. Because I watched all of them being like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. Uh, 21 million views on just the most average one. Mm. And then I go and find out it's scripted. The whole fucking thing was scripted. Yeah. They scripted all of them. Fucking dicks. I think the very first one or something like that might have been real. And then they're like, oh, this went viral. Let's keep doing these. Yeah. Johnny Marr has a new album. Johnny Marr is from the Smiths. He helped Morrissey write all his albums, uh, all his songs. And he sounds a little bit like Morrissey. So if you like Morrissey and you're looking for something new, check out Johnny Marr. Um, Call the Comet is the name of it. Chris Pine, who I love Chris Pine, by the way. I fucking love Chris Pine. I saw uh, Aaron Eckhart was on my plane the other day. You know who Aaron Eckhart is? He's he's, uh, Harvey Dent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like the way I describe things? Harvey Dent, and then I do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do that to my wife. I go, hey, we do a little brr, brr on my back. You know what that means? Sunscreen? No, brr, brr, massager. Oh. A little brr, brr on my back. I need you to zzz, 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 my back, would you? You know what that means? I don't want to know. Isla talks like this. Uh, this is how Isla talks to people. Dad, I need a... That's a soda stream. Huh? <laughs> Chris Pine wore a fanny pack in Wonder Woman. Fuck yeah, you know what that means? Fanny packs are coming back. I look, I don't give a fuck if you wear fanny packs. All I know is that if the companies think fanny packs are coming back, we're getting a wider array of fanny packs. Volcom, I think it's Volcom, has the best fucking fanny pack that I've been taking with me everywhere. It's, it's more like, they call it a hip bag, cause, and it is kind of crazy, because if you wear it on your hip, it's a little more accessible if you don't have a gut sticking over a fanny. Fanny packs are really hard to wear when you're overweight. <laughs> You gotta, it's like shaving your balls. Have you ever shaved your balls when you're fat? Anyone? Anyone? It's a lot of guesswork. It's a lot of, where does the rubber hit the road? <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. All right. I think we're fine. Those are balls. Ow, that's balls. That's balls. 
Okay. It's really hard to shave your balls when you're fat. You just kind of got to not shave it then, right? This is how, like, we know I'm trading for triathlons. We're going to talk about that in a second. I have a nutritionist who now can, who, uh, her name is Cynthia Sash. She's on the podcast next week. Oh, cool. But not for you guys. You guys won't hear it for a month and a half. <laughs> but she's coming on the podcast. And uh, she's like, this is how, like, a doctor works. They're like, hold you accountable. She's like, yeah, you get this uh, app and um, you can log everything you eat. And then it comes up and it shows your nutrients and everything. I was like, cool. And then she texts me. She's like, hey, uh, add me so I can see what you eat. And I was like, nah. I was like, but I'm gonna. So last night I had a meeting with my agents. That's why Judy was calling. I had a meeting with my agents and uh, and I had to log four chicken wings. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, fanny packs are hard to wear when you're fat. I'm, let's go to triathlons real quick. Let's put a pin in that and go to triathlons. Everyone knows I'm training for the triathlon. It officially started two days ago. Two days ago, I officially started legit training. Ran seven miles total and swam. By the way, my triathlon coach, uh, Ian, legit triathlon coach. I wonder if I can find him on here. Um, are you super sore today? After doing all that? Very fucking sore. I think, I think this is him. This is my triathlon coach right here. He was the first guy to come up. Tell me he's not gorgeous. Ian Murray. If you want to, I mean, don't hit him up. Just leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) Ian Murray may be the busiest coach in triathlons. That's on Active Magazine. Triathlon coach. Triathlon coach, entrepreneur, husband, and son. Anyway, he... uh, he brought me, he brought me to the pool to watch me swim. So there's two types of people. There's people who can swim and people who know how to swim. I know how to swim. Why? Mickey Mantle gene. Um, mostly because I was on the swim team on my whole life, and so I was like growing up in Florida, you were always on a swim team, so I can legit swim. So he brought me to the pool. He was like, uh, he was he did a, he did an assessment. You'll see all this is coming out. I think on men's health. I maybe shouldn't have said that. Uh, all right, cat's out of the bag. Men's Health is documenting me uh, do this triathlon. I saw in your story that you had like a little camera crew with you. I was like, what the fuck's that? Yeah, about? Men's Health is coming around, nice. following me around because uh, I'm like a legit athlete. Like triathlete, yeah, yeah, you're a triathlete. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think Segura's ever been in Men's Health. Has he even been in a magazine? Anyway, um, <laughs> what a weird time. He hasn't even been in a magazine. What year is this? 1985? <laughs> so, <laughs> has he been on a, on a talkie? Uh, men's, uh, Ian took me, coach Ian took me to the pool to swim and he was like assessed it. And he was like, all right, we're going to say like a 35 minute run, a 45 minute bike ride, 15 minute swim. He's like, if you can get in at 140, I think that'll be impressive. If you can do the triathlon at 140, cause you also have T1 and T2. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I lose you? Cause I'm talking triathlon talk. Cause I'm a fucking triathlete. By the way, I just want to say I'm a triathlete. I want to do one triathlon so I can say I'm a triathlete. That's all it. And then I hope it's my, I'm going to sign up for the Maya Ambalu. Am I having a fucking stroke? That's been happening so much lately. That happened when I did, uh, when I did, when I did, uh, this is not happening. And I said, Rosa, uh, Rosa Tubsman. It's my brain will just, it's not, it doesn't piece things together sometimes. Anyway, I'm going to do the Malibu triathlon. Um, also, that's what you're trying to say. My, yeah. My am blue. <laughs> my am blue. And so he's like, he's like 15 minutes in the water for your swim and then he watched me swim he was like oh, you'll be out of the water in six i was like oh. and then i started getting competitive in my head i was like all right 
I got this badass, not a sponsor. I got this badass air fitness assault runner. Shout out to the guy who sent it to me. I don't remember your name, but fuck yeah. The company is air assault, air fitness, whatever it's called. And it's hard as fuck to run on. It, it makes running so uncomfortable. But there's a man, we'll just call him Rojogan, who said, uh, do what makes you uncomfortable and it becomes comfortable and then you get better at it. Like Joe loves to embrace, why don't I just say his real name? He loves to embrace that uncomfortableness. And so I'm like, fuck it. Three miles on this every day and I time it. I see how long it takes me to run three miles. I really see how long it takes me to run two. But, <laughs> and then, uh, and I'm getting better. And then the more I get better, the stronger I'm getting and the better. And then once I hit the road, that thing is a fucking beast. What, Bert, you're losing me. You're losing me, Bert. My point is this. I'm starting to get competitive. Like I'm, I'm, I broke my spin shoes yesterday. Yesterday I rode the bike for 45 minutes and I ran for 30. That's, that was my goal is 45, 30 to see what it felt like. And I ended up doing 30 and 30 because <laughs> the bike was fucking uncomfortable. I broke my spin shoe in the middle, but yeah, let's, let's see a video from my coach. My, you want to see a video from my coach? Sure. Coach Ian Murray on triathlon training. Oh, on Facebook. This is Facebook. If you want to follow him on Facebook, what's it? Wetsuit removal training. I won't be needing this, but don't think that I'm not dropping a fucking fin on triathlon gear, bike, triathlon, new triathlon shoes. Now I'm going to need new running shoes. I'm going to need new goggles. Cause my goggles, I got a brand new, but I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be comfortable with you those. Bought six pairs. I know, but I don't think I like any of Are them. Are you going to buy a $5,000 bike? Okay. I would not share that with Leanne. <laughs> One of the biggest challenges for new athletes is how to get out of their wetsuit. As soon as you exit the water, reach back and grab the Velcro and open that up. And find the leash and unzip. As you're walking, or perhaps run... I want to see a video of a... I just, if I was covering... You already know what I'm saying? Of a triathlon. I want to watch the triathlon. They're like, uh, Ian Murray in second place. Entering the run right now. He's really got a great lead on the competition. Especially on Burke Kreischer, who is still at T1 and can't get out of his wetsuit. <laughs> you just see me struggling with my wetsuit. And I can't even. I just got on the beach going, can I get some help? And they're like, no one touch him. And I'm like. <laughs> this is like quicksand porn for men. Yeah. Ian Murray women, is my triathlon coach. Check him out. He's a cool guy. Uh, I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, let's see. The opposition, Jordan Kleppner's TV show got canceled, but they picked it up a new show. So shout out to Jordan Kleppner. Klepper. Klepper. Fuck. I've been doing that. I called Zach. I did Anna, Anna Ferris's podcast, and I was calling him Zach Branf. It's Zach Broff. Zach Broff. Zach Broff. Do you know who Zach Broff is? Uh, is he from Scrubs? Is that Zach Broff? Zach Broff. Oh, oh, Zach Broff. Oh, you must be Zach Broff. Oh, I, if, I, if I ever see him, I'm going to go, Zach Broff? It's Zach Braff. Oh, Zach Broff. Zach Broff. You know who would have fun doing that? Isla. Um, let's see. What's this? Ocean's 8. In praise of how the women on Ocean's 8 eat. Now, here's where we get controversial. And we're going to end up doing two of these things. The only reason they're eating on that is because Brad Pitt ate the entire time. That's part of what Brad Pitt's character ate nonstop. 
And so they're talking about Sandra Bullock was, was eating nonstop in this. She eats everything and she's eating like pretty heartily. By the way, Sandra Bullock is fucking hot as shit. She is to this day, she holds it down. She is the one woman that if you, if you said there's a woman, now I had a, one of these was, uh, put a pin in this. One of these was Mary Tyler Moore. If you said to me right now, Bert, you will live to 70, but you have to have sex with a 75 year old. You name who it's going to be now. You got to pick her now. I'm going Sandra Bullock. She is fucking beautiful. She's 53. That's, and I nailed it. She's eight years older than me. Wow. I'd leave my wife for Sandra Bullock. Right? I Don't look at me. I don't know. Like if Sandra would Bullock like, came to my show and she's like, I think you're fucking amazing. I would love to like, take you to Louisiana, hang out with my uh, my kids. I think she's got like two kids. Louis Armstrong's one of them. One of her kids is Louis Armstrong. I don't think it's Louis Armstrong. Lu- the Louis Armstrong? No. Uh, yeah. By the way, I think she named it after the Louis Armstrong. I'd totally get down with her. And then one night we'd be laying in bed and I'd be like, what happened with Jesse? You know, Jesse? Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, was that the motorcycle guy or whatever? That's or what part of me. That's part of me. Why I think she's so sexy is that she dated that guy and you're like, this is a real ass bitch. I didn't mean bitch in a bad way. Um, in praise of how the woman on oceans eight, eight, there's a scene where a bandit named Lou, played by Kate Blanchett, who is fucking slamming hot too. Is it a is it a slight to overlook the talent of an actress and just say she's beautiful? Is that a slight? Because Kate Blanchett is fucking gorgeous. Like gorgeous. She was in Nanny McPhee, right? Just say yes. Yep. Um Isla one time pitched me, told me about Nanny McPhee. I had happened to get high that day, and I wasn't high at the time, technically, or I didn't think I was, but I did start drinking a cocktail, and I were on a bike ride, really responsible parenting. George is with me, and Isla's explaining the movie Nanny McPhee, and I thought she was came up with it. I thought she was pitching it to me. Dad, here's the thing. Three really bad kids get a nanny. She's ugly as crap. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? She goes, Dad, as she teaches them lessons, the nanny gets prettier, and the kids get better. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, we got to write this down. Anyway, Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, they ate. I didn't really notice it. I saw Ocean's 8 with the girls. It was okay. Okay? It was okay. And that brings us to this. Mindy Kaling. Kaling. Mindy Kaling. And Kate Blanchett echo Bry Larson in the greater diversity among reviewers. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Not the porn star, Brie Larson. No. Who had sex with Charlie. She's from Community. What? Hold on. Who is she in the fucking movie? Who's Brie Larson? Oh, wait, hold on. No, I'm, I'm thinking of something else. This is Brie Larson right here. She wasn't in the movie. I don't think she was. B-R-I-E. Bri. It's like a matzo Bri. Yeah. I think it's Bri Larson. Pretty certain it's Bri Larson. Bri? A matzo Bri. You know what matzo Bri is? Her name is Brianne. Brianne? Right, it's Brianne. So... <laughs> They said the male dominance of the male critics is the reason the film got mixed reviews. By the way, I'm a man. It was a good movie. Which pissed me off because I'm like, I'm a man. I can't. Because I'm a man, I got to dislike it because you're women? Don't say that shit. Mixed reviews are mixed reviews. I liked it. And then that pissed me off. I go, don't fucking, don't do that to me. I don't do that to women. I do actually do that to women. <gasps> do you want to hear a fucking crazy story? Yes. Okay. Hardcore secret time right now. Yes. Oh, yesterday. We're driving down 
a road. I'll just say a road because I can't say the rogues. I don't want us to be held liable for this. <laughs> We're driving down a road and there is a like a little area where it's like keep clear. It doesn't say keep clear, but it's obvious that it's keep clear because cars are pulling onto the street that way. And, and Leanne kind of rolls up to it and it blocks it a little bit. And the woman that's going to take a left waves Leanne on, but there's no way for Leanne to go other than block the fucking keep clear. So Leanne pulls forward. I go, what, what, why are you doing that? She goes, don't critique the way I'm driving. I go, no, but you're blocking the keep clear area. And she goes, don't. And I have this theory and Leanne's lost it on me about this theory about, um, uh, I believe that women gridlock because they don't have a fear of physical confrontation. Men don't gridlock because another fucking guy will be like, dude, what the fuck? And then get out of his car and beat the hell out of you. And that, that does happen to women. I'm not saying that doesn't happen to women, but it happens to men more often. The fear of physical contact is always in the back of my head. And so, so, um, I go, but now you've caused a blind spot. She goes, I don't know, but there's no blind spot. And I go, no, the person that now is trying to take a left has to get behind you. And your our car's so big that no one's going to see that. She goes, she loses her mind. She goes, do not tell me how to drive. I don't tell you how to drive. I don't sit shotgun and cut. And by the way, the, all three girls are in the back seat, right? Uh, we have a, a visitor, not a period, but a visitor, a real visitor. And so she's like, don't, I don't critique how you drive. And I think it's ridiculous that in front of our daughters, you'd critique how I drive as if I'm a woman and I don't know what I'm doing. She goes, I'm older than you and I've been driving longer than you. And trust me when I say, I know every... Oh, shit. Guy driving up the street can't see the oncoming car because we're blocking and a fucking accident happens and Leanne looks at me silent and goes that wasn't because of me I go it completely was because of you I go that's actually entirely what I was just saying and we just drove to my meeting in silence didn't say another word didn't we haven't brought it up once I don't relish in the fact that both of those people may now have to pay five grand no one was hurt no one was hurt i don't think they were yeah you don't know i don't know we, we left and by the way it's not our fault it's the woman whose fault it was that just blasted into traffic and didn't look to see if a car was coming on and she just went and she even she, she tried to look she couldn't see anything but uh we drove in silence in sheer silence so don't I was—I don't know how this fits in with Mindy Kalig, but Kaling. No, it's, I'm pretty certain she's related to DJ Kalig. Yeah, that's right. And why am I so bad with names? I have—I think it's because I have a hard time reading. Chris Pat and a box of lies on Jimmy Fallon. I mean, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's Chris Pratt. You said oh, Chris Pat. Oh, Chris Pratt. Um, I'm a fan of Chris Pratt's. Don't think I haven't Googled him and Anna Faris. <laughs> I just did that, did that for unreal. Him and Anna, like why they broke up. I'm trying to find out. And I wish I knew Anna well enough to figure it out because they're so cool, such cool people. But I like Chris Pratt. I liked his uh, MTV music, music Awards speech. Hey, Bert, I listen to a podcast where you not only say everyone's name wrong, but you get none of the facts right. <laughs> this is super enjoyable. I'm punching my fucking steering wheel so hard that I'm going to get in an accident. Uh, Deezus and Miro moving over to Showtime. Showtime's an interesting fucking home for them because Showtime rocks it with the black community. Like, black comics destroy, get huge ratings on Showtime. Black people and uh, old, rich white people watch Showtime. Isn't that crazy? 
I'm excited for Jesus and Miro. Their show's awesome. Shout out to the brand. Um, Tosh Pointo's still on. The opposition with George and Carpenter's canceled. This is not happening. It was Ari's. The Jim Jeffrey show's really actually good. Another period. Corporate. I've not seen that. What's corporate? All right, let's get out of there. Nick Cannon. Don't really give a fuck about that guy at all. I'll have him on the podcast, though. Except I want to hear him say that. I got that good dick, though. You know that bit? Yeah. That dick, though. That's why I love Jay Okerson. Jay Okerson is like... Jay Okerson is like... Andy Sheftall's sister. Andy Sheftall's sister, uh, Beth Sheftall, was fucking hilarious. She could make an inside joke out of nothing. Like, Andy Sheftall, by the way, was fucking hilarious. He could make an inside joke out of nothing just by you, like, just like what we're doing with Chris Pratt and Anna Faris, like, just fucking up someone's name. If you fucked it up, he would not let it go and he'd milk it. He'd milk it for six months. For six months, he'd milk it, and it was always fun. I remember, um, I remember, by the way, a little sidebar to this story. Andy Andy had long hair, long blonde hair. He was a swimmer. He's from uh, Roswell, Georgia. Okay? Maybe I shouldn't be saying all his information. He's still in Georgia. And he's married. He's got kids. I'm, I'm not certain if he has kids. He was, like, making tons of money and not having to... I was, like, not on that tra- career tra- trajectory. Um, we used to party hard as fuck. The, I dated a girl, and he dated another girl, and they were roommates. And we used to play this game called Asshole. I think it was Asshole. Um... I don't remember how to play, but it was a fun game. It was a card game, and the four of us would play. We'd drink. It was a lot of fun. You, I think you had a teammate in it. That day, Andy and I had gone and gotten lunch, and I had said in the middle of lunch, you've got to be fucking shitting me. But the way I said it came out wrong, and it said, I, I said, you got to be fucking shitting me. And he went, you want me to fucking shit you? And I was like, no, no. And then we started saying, you got, you got to be fucking shitting me. I want you to, f-, and just mixing up words. And we were giggling. We were, I think we were probably high. We were giggling all through lunch. And in asshole, you'd say to the next person, do you have aces? And then <laughs> the point of this, this is going nowhere. Is that I said, do you have aces to Andy or whatever I said? And he goes, you got to be fucking shitting me. One more time. And I laughed so hard. The girls got mad and they quit the game because we couldn't stop laughing. Fucking women. Anyway. Blink-182, Travis Barker reveals he's got blood clots. I think... I think <laughs> <laughs> blood clots. Blood clots. <laughs> um, it's better having boomba clots. He had boomba clots. <laughs> so all his drum beats were... We're listening to Steel Pulse at the end of this, I think. Okay. Um, he's got boomba clots. He can't travel, I think, because he's got blood clots in his arms. Oh, By the shit. way, Travis Barker's a fascinating fucking guy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have him on the podcast. If he knew what a podcast was, like if he was aware that he'd be hanging out for an hour 30, and if he was still partying, I'd like him to be smoking weed. I think he doesn't smoke weed. I think he's really healthy right now. Oh, shit. Uh, Hollywood Reporter did a thing about stand-up and how big it is. They've, this is a picture of Rory Scovel. Nope. That's Yuri Hasegawa. That can't be Yuri Hasegawa. Oh, Yuri Hasegawa is the photographer. <laughs> this is a picture of Rory Scovel taken by Yuri Hasegawa. Why is it that I can say Asian names perfect? Yeah. A picture of Nick Thune taken by Yuri Hasegawa. Oh, shit. UTA agent dropping up, popping up, talking to uh, JP Buck. By the way, JP Buck, I think I'm saying his name right. J.P. Buck, let me make sure I'm saying his name right, 
because this is a great story. JP Buck, maybe I should not say this. I don't know his, his uh, situation. Well, I'm not going to say it. It's a great story. If JP Buck hits me up and he says, I can tell this story, then I'll tell it. He's like, wait, what story are you going to tell? The one time in Montreal where I saw you getting Magnum condoms. <laughs> I do that now. I just saw him in a, in a, in a fucking, in a, in a cart and had Magnum condoms. I was like, oh, fucking putting Magnum condoms in everything I get. That's not the story. That's a make-believe story in case he's in a relationship. Um, but yeah, they did this whole cool fucking video on uh, a article on um, stand-up comedy and one of our agents over at UTA, he's not technically on my team, but we hung out a bunch with him at Clusterfest. That's 40 fucking minutes. Um, he's in every picture, but the funniest three pictures are at the end is they take three of the exact same pictures of him. Hang on. Okay, ready? This one. Uh, by the way, I'm going to fuck his name up, but I think it's Skinky. Skink, Skickney. 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 I'm not good with last names. Anyway, take a look at this, right? This picture. Then this picture. <laughs> That's the same fucking picture. Oh, uh, anyway. Uh, I thought I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Nick Thune's in this. It was a really great article about why stand-ups um, blowing up so big. But uh, Andrew uh, Skickney, Skickney, Skicknine. Uh, I think that's actually the right way to pronounce it. Andrew Skickney, Skickney, Skicknine. Uh, 40 years old. Uh, that's a funny two pictures of Andrew. You're like, Bert, really? You're showing pictures of your agent? Um, oh, you know who I got to give a shout-out to real quick? You ready? Pete motherfucking Davidson living fucking life. Pete Davidson shows off engagement ring, shops for furniture with fiance. Pete da Davidson, I, mean, I read that wrong. Andriana Gande shops. That was an accidental fuck up. Andriana, 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 Ariana Grande. Oh, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande. Uh huh. I think that's the right before the largest. Right before Venti. <laughs> there we go. Is that a horrible joke? Ariana Grande shows off engagement ring, shops for furniture with Pete Davidson. This is what I love about Pete. Okay, first of all, Pete's the sweetest guy in the fucking world. He really is. Just the nicest guy in the world. So fucking talented. He's with Ariana Grande, and he still looks like a fucking bum from fucking Staten Island. No socks. Black shoes. By the way, he's a sneakerhead. So, like, I'm sure these are, like, $1,000 sneakers. Umbros... I, I fucking love Pete Davidson. Do me a favor. Sure. Look up Frankie Grande, Ariana, Ariana Grande's brother. Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-I-E. Where's Ariana Grande from? <sighs> fucking love this guy. Fucking love this guy. Dude. More of this in life. I think I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw this guy. I saw this guy at the Jurassic Park premiere. Really? I swear to God. I swear to God. Frankie Grande. Tell me if you were at the Jurassic Park premiere. I swear to God I saw him at the Jurassic Park premiere. 
I swear to God. And my daughters were like, who is that? And I was like, I have no fucking idea. And then everyone's like, I wish I had an app where you could scan someone's face. Dude, I saw him at the uh, Jurassic Park premiere. I think, I think, I think. I'm almost certain. I would bet a pinky on it. I saw this guy at the Jurassic Park premiere. Where's Ariana Grande from? I don't know. It's got to be Staten Island. It's got to be uh, Bronx. It's got to be, do, do not say Columbus, Ohio. What time is it? 941? Okay, keep going. My car picks me up at 10. Where's Ariana Grande from? You are the worst. I was looking up to see if he was at the Jurassic Park. Oh, I can find that out real quick. She's from Florida. No fucking way. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's why I love this chick. No fucking way. Ariana Grande. Let's see. Frankie Grande. Jurassic World. Yup. I saw Frankie Grande at Jurassic World premiere. My daughter's lost their fucking mind. Ah. Fuck yeah, Frankie Grande. That yellow jacket. I Dude, we were obsessed with him. My daughter's like, Dad, you got to find out who he is. Dad, go up to him, see if he knows you, and find out what he does. Because he looked gorgeous. He, he was done up. Like, oh, fuck yeah, Frankie Grande. Look at those shoes. Dude, he, this, by the way, these, I'm, I'm not even joking. The pictures of him on the street, we were in the car watching them take pictures of him. We were in the car. Dude, he's, he's like human fucking, uh, human Prozac. That guy was in such a positive, fun mood. I want to party with that guy. Fra uh, invite to Frankie Grande to be on my podcast. By the way, Frankie Grande and bring the two dudes you're with at the, at the premiere. Bring your posse. We'll all get drunk, have some fucking cocktails and just bullshit. And then my daughters, I want them to walk in and go, oh my God, you found him. Uh... What a weird connection we just made. Dude, that is insane. I wonder if I'll get invited to the wedding. I don't know Pete that well. <laughs> if I, maybe I'll just start texting him now. Be like, hey, man. Uh, what, what's going on? What's up? Oh, oh, you're in a relationship? Oh, yeah. It's cool. Me too. Wait, is it like a closed wedding or is it or like people? I love, I, love that, I love that he's living the life that I would definitely live had I been in that trajectory. Like... Fucking why not get engaged? Two weeks. Why not? Dude, you're in love. That's the best part of life. That's the part of life is when you're like fucking feeling it. I call it the salad days. And you're like, everything's brilliant, they say. You're like, oh, I love this. He's marrying a superstar. Dude, how much fun is... Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like, the, there's no fucking question. Yes. I'm so excited for him. I wish I could be him for a little bit just to experience what it would be like to be like on private jets and like just this is where this is where I'd fuck it up right is we go to like one of our big concerts and I'm trying to get back to her green room and like sorry sorry no sir and I'm like oh, you don't know who the fuck I am Google me bitch that's where I'd fuck up royally royally and then we get in the car and I'm like so uh Who's the guy that was in the green room with you? I would be the most jealous motherfucker. Let's just stop this fucking finesse. That's my security guard. Uh, I googled the Columbine killers. Um, there was a. I, I'm really. I don't want to do this, but I part of me is fascinated. If someone could send me the link, there was an article written on the Columbine bully. I think who was an MMA fighter, the guy who tortured Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris, like made their life a living hell, and he was the reason. 
I'm going to go just shy of saying he was the reason they killed all those people. He wasn't the reason. He wasn't. He definitely wasn't the reason they didn't. But uh, he. But he got a lot of hate about he was responsible for Columbine. He was not responsible for Columbine. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold are responsible. They were fucking lunatics. I think Dylan Klebold is a legit fucking lunatic, and Eric Harris was just a like a really lost kid. Not, like but a- not, he was a fucking lunatic too. But like when everyone blamed it on Marilyn Manson and Eminem, it's like, no, they're out of their minds. Uh, Tom Segura was on H3 podcast. Wow. Wow. Ethan. Wow. You were on H3 podcast. Yeah, as well. And they never fucking aired it <laughs> because I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Wow. It just breaks my heart. Ethan. I expect this from Ethan, not from Hila. I better be on that fucking podcast soon. <laughs> and I'm coming locked and loaded. We're bringing vodka again, and we're getting hammered again, and we're airing it this time. We're talking shit about Tommy. All right, we're getting too close to done. Uh, good interview with uh, Hannibal Burris is sober. Yeah? Yeah. He's not drinking. He hasn't drank for like five fucking months. Good for him. I think it was right after he got arrested. Oh, that would make sense. What's going on with the Chris Hardwick's thing? We should, probably shouldn't talk about this. We said we'd talk about it. We said. I said I'd talk about it. What the fuck am I saying? We said. Um, anything new? Did you hear that she released, he released all their, uh, all her texts? Really? Yeah. I did not read they, those. Yeah. It's fucking gotten nasty. Like it's, it's got, it can only get nasty. That's the problem with this. Here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, uh, Chloe Dykstra. Uh, Chris Hardwick's girlfriend for three years wrote an, uh, a thing on him saying that uh, he was abusive, he was manipulative. Um, there was a bunch of shit. Uh, she said he wouldn't let her like go out to parties. She had to stay in the hotel room when he went out to the after parties. Um, he was obsessed with fame. I, I think the, I, I mean, I would say the majority of it, I, I probably believe. Um, I, I know Chris. I mean, I'm not great friends with Chris by no Chris and yeah he's yeah he's a fucking he created a company and sold it for 18 million dollars you you don't you don't find people like they're they're there's something wrong with those people that can fucking do that like I mean they're, they're it's I mean, what I'm saying is those aren't the fucking selfless they're fucking you know he's an intense dude to say the least I'm not defending Chris at all um, I believe in the majority of what she wrote. I don't know if that should have been written. I don't. I do know that as someone who has been through um, what, what you would term as abusive relationships, the articles like that do help heal other people who are in the same situation. I, I know that that's true. I'm not certain that that's what that article was about, about spreading healing in the Me Too movement. I'm not certain that that was her motive. If it was, I totally agree with it. But you had to have realized in some point, this is also a hit piece on my ex-boyfriend. And that brings some closure. She was looking for closure. And I guess her closure was like, whatever. And and now, I think part of me was like, don't say a word, Hardwick, at all. Just don't reply to it. But you have to. In this day and age, you can't fucking be silent. To save your job or Dude, save, lost, not only his everything. job but all the people at amc all the yeah. people at nbc he's got a big fucking sitcom or a, a game show coming out on nbc you've got to put it out and go yeah by the way all i'll say is that there are there are definitely 
a handful of women that could write articles on me and they, it would just come out that I wasn't a good guy. Now, clearly they wouldn't include all the good stuff, but if you included just the bad stuff, I'm, a, I'm, I said it on stage the other day, I thought though all those were practice chicks for me to get to my wife. And then I'm a good husband. I'm not even a good husband to my wife. My wife could write the most slamming piece on me. Like it would just be like, I haven't slept right in fucking 13 years. I've, I've been forced to go on the couch almost every night because Bert comes in hammered half the time, stumbling all over with a gun in his hand sometimes. Oh yeah, I've, I've come in with a gun in my hand with a flashlight on my gun and wait, scared the fuck out of her. But he, Bert snores and refuses to get sleep apnea treatment. He drinks, he eats aggressively, throws parties and forces me to plan them and cook and like... I could come in as a piece of fucking shit. Uh, almost every night of our lives, I've been the designated driver. Like, th- th- I mean, that's my wife could write a fucking slam piece on me, and there would be no coming back from that. I'd just be like, she is 100% right about all of that. <laughs> but Chris Hardwick replied, and then they, and then the internet attacked him for slut shaming her because in this article, uh, Chloe Dykstra said that she cheated on Chris, and then Chris is like, yeah, she cheated on me. And then I was done. That's what he said. Very simple. Plain of matter of fact. And then they slammed him. What's fascinating to me is how many people tore Chris Hardwick down when she wrote his article. And then when he responded, they tore Chris Hardwick down. AMC or pieces of shit. And then Chris Hardwick released fairly damning texts from her. Like seven months of texts of like, please reply. Please reply. You're the one for me. I can make this right. I like... Her texts were now granted they're texts, so I don't think you don't write text thinking of the first, the last seven you sent and how weird all of them strung together. Maybe you do, yeah, I guess you do because they're on your t- timeline. And you see so much of this happen now that where I would be aware of that, like oh, I, I don't want her to post this or whatever it may be. Not that I'm a monster, but by the way, I just realized have I been saying Chris Hardwick or Chris D'Elia? You're saying Chris Hardwick, okay. <laughs> What if, this would be so much better of a story if I used Crystalia's name the whole time. Chloe Dykstra. Let's Crystalia. see what's going on in the news today because the takedown of Chris Hardwick shows hashtag Me Too has gone too far. That's the New York Post. Oh, wow. That's in New York City where hipsters still read magazines. The New York Post. TMZ. Now, here's a shitty thing. Well, not shitty. You got to do what you got to do. Dude, this is fucking save your life, save your career time. By the way, it should be noted, Chris Hardwick's wife is worth $100 million. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be have a job. Why would I even work? What? Yeah. She's worth $100 million. Lydia Hurst. She's from the Randolph, William Randolph Hearst's people. Her mom is the one that got uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Chris Hardwick's wife? Yeah. Do I fucking stutter? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Hardwick's wife, no, Chris D'Elia's wife, Chris D'Elia's wife is no, Chris Hardwick's wife's worth 100 million dollars. I'd be like, bro, take the charge, I'm out of the business, I'm retiring up to fucking San Fran, living in old Willie Randy's house. <laughs> Come on, Chris Hardwick's worth 18 million himself. I don't know if I'd put up with the fucking hassle. I'd be like, yeah, okay, my MC show's off the air, I'll just make my own and air it online. It's crazy, though, how all the people that slam Chris now when he released those texts, by the way, he released them to TMZ, which is, 
it's what you got to do. I can't, you can't shit on anything he's doing right now because he's just trying to save not only his career, but his team. He's got a team of people who all work for him. And he's just like, I'm fucking in it. This is what it is. It's going to be a fucking dog fight. It's a dog fight. You want to say I was a bad fucking boyfriend? Then why did you want to come back with me? And then you know she's got tapes that she wants to release. She's got tapes of him. And you know for a fact, when you go, when you hear an ex-girlfriend go, I got tapes, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said a lot of shit. Like, I, like do not ever bring back the tapes on me. Do not, I, I don't even know what the fuck I've said. I've got to get the fuck out of here in seven minutes. Man, it just sucks. It fucking sucks. It's What sucks the most is, let's just call it what it is, okay? It was... 100%. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And once again, this is a conversation with you guys. So if I am wrong, hit me up in a very sensible way and I will realize my mistake and I will then come back next week with a sensible response. It is, in essence, her first piece that she wrote for Heavy Magazine or whatever. Those were simply accusations. Only because that is what that is. That is simply accusations. Based on only accusations... Every, everyone lost their mind. Can I tell you, this is what really bothers me. This is secret time. I apologize. This is We should end this right after this because this is so... I don't want to get involved in this and I don't want to perpetuate it. I want it to go away for both parties. I want Chloe Dykstra, who I think I've met and I think is a really talented host. I want her to have a fucking career. I want her to have closure with her relationship with Chris, but I want Chris to work also because I don't think he did anything than other be like a really bad boyfriend, which you kind of are allowed to be. And then if you're a bad boyfriend, you're also allowed to get broken up with or cheated on. That's how that works. That's where it should end. Yeah, you're like, I've had bad girlfriends. I had a girlfriend that gave me the clap one time. By the way, guess what? I stuck around for a while. You did? Yes, that's secret time. Well, she got the clap from your best friend, right? Okay, I didn't know we were all gonna share secrets. Yeah, she got my (laughs) clap from my best friend, gave me the clap, and I stuck around. And by the way, I talk about that on my podcast. I don't say her name and I don't think you'll ever be able to find out who she is. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm glad about that, but I talk about it cause I need closure. Cause I, I don't, I'm fucking 45 and it fucked me up. It fucked me up to this day. I have severe issues with trusting women like severe. Leanne is amazing. Cause I think she secretly is gay and doesn't, isn't attracted to men at all, including me. But I, I definitely fucking have issues with it. And I can see myself writing an article and not naming her. But luckily, my girlfriend... I don't know if I'd do that if my girlfriend... Fuck yeah, I'd do that if my girlfriend was famous. <laughs> if, if fucking... Anyway, here's what I'll end on, okay? On this whole... I don't want to perpetuate it. Well, then what did you talk about, Bert? Um, when I was in high school and I learned about the Red Scare with Joseph McCarthy and McCarthyism, and the you remember you know you know what that is? Mm-hmm. I fucking hate you. In like the fifties, sixties, uh, Joseph McCarthy was a senator, I think, or a um, congressman, and uh, he started accusing people of being communists in Hollywood. And I think his first fucking three attempts were very accurate, much like. Harvey Weinstein uh, and the like, you know? And so, uh, and then he started realizing it, it was fun. Like people, Amer- middle America liked to watch Hollywood elite get taken down. And so he started accusing everyone of of being communist. And, and some of them 
weren't communists, but they did go to a communist meeting. They were just artists. They were open-minded artists. And they're like, yeah, what's communism about? Let me learn about it. You know, um, some of them were just people and who had had dinner with some communists and didn't even know they were communists, but they took them all down and they ruined people's careers. And by the way, at that time, in that time in history, that was certifiably okay. If you are a communist, we are a fucking war with communists. We can't have you. By the way, it's amazing how this life right now is replicating the life of back then. The Red Scare with the Me Too movement, internment camps with the Mexicans, and then they did internment camps with the Japanese, and fucking people thought it was okay. Dude, it's this fucking world. History is repeating itself. Did you hear that guy, that former Trump aide, where he was on that new... Cringy. Dude, I'll tell you what, it is fucking, I'm not, I'm definitely not talking about the, um, I, I think it's, I think it's horrific. Mm-hmm. I think it's horrific. Um, but yeah, when I learned about the Red Scare, I thought to myself, I would never be one of those cowards that didn't stand up for one of my friends who was being called a communist and I knew wasn't a communist, but it's amazing how none of Chris's friends stood up for him. Like... People that have been on his show 20 times, women, active feminist women, active feminist women didn't go and stand behind him and say, I know the guy is a great guy. This is a, uh, this is a misfire. Why? Is, is it's it a because, fear? It's, because it's a fear. It's a fear that you'll lose everything too. Mm. And that's what happened during the Red Scare. It's fear. And I remember watching this in class. I was thinking I was in like 10th grade and being like, I'll never be that guy. But then here I am, not saying a fucking word, just kind of like, it's eh, crazy, huh? I mean, I don't know the relationship. I don't know Chris, but I do think it's unfair for someone to lose everything based on accusations. That's all it is. Now, do we believe him? I guess it's court of public opinion goes, fuck it. I believe it. Fuck that guy. That's all that's happening. But then once that happens, then advertisers go, well, fuck it. Then if everyone says, fuck that guy, we're not going to put money in a show that everyone says, fuck that guy. So it's a weird court of like public opinion. I don't know. I don't know. I hope Chloe Dykstra got her uh, closure because that is indeed what she wanted. She didn't want to ruin his career. She wanted her closure. And I hope Chris um, gets to pursue a career as well, be it his Talking Dead show or this new game show he's got coming out uh, on some, somewhere. I'm not going to say where because I don't want to scare people. But like, I hope I hope he gets to do everything he wants to do. He was just a really horrible boyfriend, in my opinion. And I, I believe her article just a bad boyfriend. You can be a bad boyfriend. Dudes in the NFL knock out their wives. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Well, I guess Ray Rice. Their jobs. Ray Rice is out. All right. I don't know if that helped. I don't know if that fucking just, Bert, you just talked nonsense about Chris Hardwick and I, you just enraged me or triggered me or Bert, you didn't talk hard enough about supporting him. I look, look, I, my only thing I'll tell you is that I got, never got let on at midnight and I wanted to be on and I thought I was friends with Chris. So maybe that, maybe if he had let me on at midnight, Chris, I'd be fucking guy. I would have gotten your back. I almost guarantee had you put me on at midnight, Chris, like 10 times, not just once. And then, Oh, he's promoting something, which by the way, when I wrote my book, Totally talked to Jesse Joyce about it. He was like, yeah, we'll get you on. Never happened. Hmm. Should have put me on, Chris. And I would have your back hard as fuck. I'd be going to the mattresses for you. Fuck that bitch. But no. Just could have put me on one show with out Nikki Glazer on it. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> put on a bro, man. 
I hope uh, I hope Chris and Aziz embrace the bros that are going to come out and support them. Because there's going to be a lot of bros like, bro, talk about how dumb whores are. <laughs> they're just dead. They're just dudes. All right. Let's go out on Steel Pulse. I've been obsessed with this. You know what? Let's do. Let's go on. Let's go out on this song. I'm. I'm this is. I almost think uh, this one's better. So I went and saw Steel Pulse. If you guys don't know who Steel Pulse is, I'm going to introduce you to them right now. Um, this one. I like this song better, and I'll tell you why. Stepping out. Steel Pulse. I saw Steel Pulse with Andy Sheftal in Tallahassee. At a bar. Let's see. This one. Okay, three million views. Let's check this one out. Here we go. Wow, they're still active. What? They're still on tour. And by the way, we saw them in a dive bar in Tallahassee, and they were smoking joints in public in Tallahassee, and all of us were like, oh my God. Like, they don't know that they can't do that. And we sat and watched them play a full fucking set. Then I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl when I got to LA. Wow. Yeah, Steel Pulse is badass. Check them out. 1975 to present. I'll tell you why I like this. Because when he, the way he says abracadabra. I hope you guys have a great week. Come see me in Buffalo, Chicago, and Detroit. Listen to this. Get ready for it. Don't you love that? Triathlete Burt Kreischer. Abracadabra. Riddle me this. Remind me to write a reggae song in my album. I'm going to start trying to slide abracadabra into, like when I have an orgasm to Leanne, I'm going to go, abracadabra. (laughs) I've been smoking a lot of weed lately, and we got a whole Sonos thing in the backyard, and I can listen to this in every room, and my family's been gone. For a cocktail for my flight today to DC, then fly into Buffalo tonight, doing rover in the morning.
Here come Rastaman. Let's see what their tour dates look like. Abracadabra, catch me if you can. Open says I'm here comes Rastaman. Abracadabra, catch me if you can. Their website's from 1983. They'll be in Boonville, California, Sunday, June 24th. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let's do a meetup. Uh-oh, Georgia May Chrysler. Oh, fuck. Come on in. Uh, Steel Pulse, Friday, June, July 27th is in Del Mar, San Diego County. That's a, that's a date I can make. What's up, baby girl? Where are you going? Tut. Oh. Oh, the King Tut exhibit. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything you have anything to promote, Georgia? Lexi, do you have anything to promote? Go to Piggly Wiggly. Hey, uh, you, hey, can you come over here for two seconds? Come over for two seconds quickly before mom gets in here. All right, take this. Oh, hold on. Never mind. What? No, nothing. I was just going to do secret time with Georgia. Well, I want to see, yeah. Yeah, for two seconds. Okay. For two seconds. Bye-bye. I'll be done in a second. Okay. We're, we're, one second. I'll just tell you goodbye, and I'll make them in the car. No, no, no. I'm coming out. We're, I'm, ending, I'm ending it right now. Oh. I'm ending it right now. Okay. I just want to uh, see your time with Georgia. Hey, yesterday when I was critiquing mom's driving and then there was a car accident. Yeah. What was the energy like in the car? It was not fun. Because <laughs> mom was really like, she knew she messed up, but she didn't want to say it. <laughs> oh, that's how we end the fucking podcast. And then know. you called her out on it. <laughs> Do not share this with mom. Do not share okay. this with mom. Okay? Do not share this with mom. The whole time she was pulling out, I was like, you're, go- it's, you're in the middle. You're going to block something. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, everyone knew she was doing something wrong. But, uh, I'm not from here. You can't hear Lexi. Lexi's off mic, but she's saying everyone knew she was doing something wrong, including mom. And she was not. She was too proud. All right. Let's wrap this fucking up. That was the best fucking way to end this. All right. She hey, caused oh. a car. Shh. She didn't cause it. The lady driving caused it. She didn't fucking look. Watch, we're going to get sued. Um, I just stopped recording. Uh, have a great week, everybody. I'll see you in Buffalo, Chicago, and Detroit. Uh, oh P- Pittsburgh the weekend after that. And then we got Columbus and Houston coming up. There's fucking Isla Chrysler. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. Have a great week. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.